Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Thank you for that. 11 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. And we're going to start with a conversation about TikTok and what's ahead in Washington today. Although I admit I haven't made up my mind yet on what I want to see lawmakers do about the very popular social media app. I acknowledge that my life would be better without it. I know my kids' lives would be better without it. That said, I am very cautious about our government stepping in and banning platforms for the use of free expression and exchange of ideas. We ought to be rightly worried about that or concerned. And secondly, there's a commerce component that I do want to discuss today. A lot of people make their livelihoods through social media or at least enhances their ability to do commerce. And that's a good thing. So they have a little bit more stake in this than kids dancing around. And I do want to get into that this morning. Greg Pancake Hill is producing the program. Hot start for you. Eric Bilstead and Vince Vetrano here with you until 9 o'clock. The CEO of TikTok expected to testify today in front of Congress. That's this morning, righty? Yes. Like coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Lawmakers at the national and state level have already banned the social media app from government devices, now openly suggesting it could be banned across the U.S. for everybody. TikTok CEO is Zhangji Chu and is expected to defend the app. And work to tamp down fears that the Chinese Communist Party is somehow mining data from U.S. users for potentially nefarious purposes. Nobody likes that. And I think as we learn more and more about the investigations that lawmakers have done behind the scenes, there may be some legitimacy to those concerns. They wouldn't just start banning it. Republicans and Democrats actually agreeing on something wouldn't start banning it from government devices I would think, without some cause for concern there. Well, and that's one of the questions that we've had from the beginning since this talk started, this idea of getting rid of it was, okay, well, what are they getting besides just some of our behavioral moments on on what we're using, what websites we're going to? Are they also being able to see what our other devices that we're connected to, what those sites are going to, what all can they get? They're talking biometric data. Yeah. I don't know if that's because you can use your face to open your phone or things like that. So, And what are they going to do with that? Like, and what does what that mean? And what they do with that? And how is that more dangerous than what Facebook does with that information? And who is they? Is it really Xi and the Communist Party in China? looking into this, or is it just a company that's based in China? Things like that. All that you still being sorted is like out. checking out the Vetrano? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Hmm. <laughs> this oh, guy. the kids have grown up. Yes. His lawn looks nice. Let me get you up to speed with a quick... Uh, Quick update here from ABC's Justin Finch on what we're doing today in Washington. Lawmakers and TikTok users speaking out ahead of today's testimony. We can solve the issues without taking away something so precious to us all. Some argue their small businesses would close without the exposure the app has given them. But one Republican lawmaker fired back with this response. Those influencers, congressmen, who it's their livelihood, what's your message to them? I'll find another job. Opponents of the app say TikTok poses a serious threat to national security. The Chinese-owned company collects users' data, including biometric information. Critics worry that data could be handed over to China's government. Okay, so they've laid out the case for the concerns from the U.S. government and officials and why they say we ought to be rightly concerned about this. ABC News reporting ahead of today's testimony. Some TikTokers were actually around Washington this week Here's how they described it. Packs of TikTok creators and business people <laughs> oh, roaming the halls of Congress. What are they doing there? 
These aren't... Making content on TikTok. Yes. They're trying to get in front of lawmakers to get them to back off. Here's a woman. Her name is Callie Toadwin. She sells greeting cards in South Carolina. It is small businesses. It's community. It is friendships. It is connection. In a world that is usually very segmented because everything is digital, this app, this platform has brought people back together. Yeah, but a little bit more than that. Here's some more from her. Again, this is a woman who sells greeting cards in the Southeast. We have sold over 30,000 greeting cards in the last two years, and 95% of those sales come from TikTok. Okay, so that's a real economic impact for her. Sure, She's saying sure, because she does sure. these little TikTok videos and people think, oh, that's cool, includes a link, I, am, I assume. Here's a link to our shop. 90% of her business generated because of the buzz that she gets on social media. There are also others who make money off of TikTok. That's our gymnast from... Uh, mm-hmm. Livy from LSU. LSU, right. So making millions of dollars. TikTok influencer because of her abilities to promote products and sign with other companies mm-hmm. is in the millions of dollars annually. And she's, she's a teenager, right? She's 19. She's yep. not even quite yep. 20. Another person from uh, Oklahoma, this is Jason Linton. He's got a really large following. We, as a community of Americans, we need this platform. We've gathered so much of a community on that platform that we weren't able to reach before on any other platform out there. So there's another way that TikTokers can make money. I'm not, not sure he's one of those, but if you have enough followers and meet certain other parameters and you're producing enough content that's drawing people into TikTok, there's a payout there just much like there is for YouTube and some of those others. But can you make the argument there'll always be another social media app? I mean, no one was talking about TikTok seven years ago, yet still people were making money. And yeah, obviously they're making more money now using TikTok. Yeah, you said, what did Greeting Card Lady do five years ago? Yeah, I mean, there were other apps. I mean, Instagram's been around a long time. So has Facebook, so has Twitter. Instagram has an app that's... I don't want to say it's the same, but it's, it's virtually the same. You can do many of the same things you do on TikTok, and they have... Uh, There are a lot of different ways you can post to Instagram. Now, one of them is Reels. So within your Instagram, you have Reels, which are allow you the ability to upload short videos, add stickers, use music, edit them up kind of fresh that way. And we all know that Meta, the owner of Facebook and Instagram, is purely looking out for our interests. (coughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yes, we know that. I'm not comparing them to the Chinese government. My point is, though, is that, like, I think we got to remember that we're putting our information out there to a lot of different entities. Interesting question here on the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Why is TikTok even on government computers? (laughs) It's a great question. Although you could argue in some cases, I guess, if it's not just to see people dance, that there are, there are other reasons why you would. It's the same reason. You have agencies that are trying to reach out to citizens, right? Or if you're a lawmaker, it's the same reason it's on my device. I really don't much care to do TikTok, but I know that's an audience that I'm trying to reach. Yeah, you got to reach that consumer, right? And I will use it not just to post fun stuff. Actually, some of the things I've gotten the, the greatest number of views, like in the tens of thousands of views for some of my posts have been newsy sort of things. I was down in Kenosha for the Rittenhouse trial one of those days, a couple of those days I was down there, and there was something happening out there. I think the sheriff brought out donuts for everybody. He had kind of this bizarre scene where he's like, hey, trying to be friendly with folks, trying to build bonds between law enforcement and people, whatever, and I'm just rolling on it. I got my phone out there, I roll on it, and... There was some interaction between the sheriff and people hanging around. Yeah. I think I even asked him a question, and I kind of just posted it. 
And it got thousands and thousands and thousands of views on TikTok. It may still be my most popular video I've ever mm. posted on TikTok. No dancing, no goofing off, you and me jumping in the lake, all that stuff. There was a place for that. But the newsy item got the most views. Another newsy sort of item posted a bunch of stuff when I was covering the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. And this is a global event. And some of the videos that I have from there are in the thousands of views. One's over 100,000, I think. Those guys that dress up, those guys from Minnesota, they dress in Viking horns and oh, stuff. Okay. And they sing the songs, yep, right? Yep, yep. Posted that. That got seen all over the place. So one of the reasons to answer the question, why would this be on a government computer? If you're a lawmaker, certainly that's a way to reach that younger constituency that you're trying to get out there for perhaps entirely legitimate purposes. But now the government's stepping back and saying, ah, we're going to have to review this. And in fact, there doesn't seem to be pushback from either side of the aisle, at least on the banning from government devices. What happens next in Washington should play out this morning. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-three in Wisconsin's morning news. Some provocative questions and points on the old National Bank talk and text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. As we get sent for testimony from the CEO of TikTok this morning before lawmakers in Washington. One from the two six two. I think TikTok is an essential tool for monitoring the Kia boys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was more. That was more YouTube. But, yes, right. I, I feel you. Another from the two six two. Why can't a U.S. company produce a mimic of TikTok? Uh, well, yeah. they're trying. Instagram is close, right? Wouldn't you say that's the closest to... For sure. And here's another one on that on that front. Instagram should be using this as an opportunity to step up their platform to mimic some of the things that would be missing from TikTok yeah. because it already does have that ability for influencers to make money, links to purchase things, videos, music, clips, etc., dancing. Yeah, it's all the things... The differences are nuanced. My kids will still, and and even I have learned from them, to create the video on TikTok and then basically just mirror it over onto Instagram Reels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. I think you can learn a lot of stuff from the kids. Well, you know, they tell I, me I use too many stickers. Dad, you don't always have to put a sticker on it. Oh, is that? Stickers are the thing, like the things that will animate up. So yep, if like, yep. I'm doing a brewer's it's too thing, distracting. Right. I put, I find, okay, type in brewers, and there's like a baseball or something like yeah. that. I'm like, Dad, you don't have to do that. But you need at least one, right, just to help? Apparently not, Eric. Right, so right. we're doing it wrong. you got to learn from them. Um, a couple other interesting texts on here. One uh, saying that why the Chinese government is so dangerous is because it can use the app to uh, create active warfare against the U.S. This texter also says they can use the platform to push certain agendas and to push certain things that undermine and deteriorate the U.S. society. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but that's already happening in other apps, too. I also mean, that's, true. The propaganda is being pushed all across all social media from all kinds of different people, some of them here in the U.S. Right. App does not have to be owned but I do. or based in China for the Chinese to try to infiltrate social media. Certainly, we've seen hard evidence of that uh, from the Russians. And I guess that's why I'm skeptical of all of this demand to ban TikTok. And it's not. I'm not suggesting by any means that our... our Information is not in danger if it's being siphoned and looked at from the Chinese government or from whatever. I'm not suggesting at all. I'm not ignorant to that. But I wonder why all of a sudden this is a thing. There's been and it a- was all of a sudden. Yes. TikTok's been around for years. I mean, it makes you wonder who's behind this push. You know, is Zuckerberg 
having meetings on Capitol Hill? Is Facebook saying, hey, we got to tamp down on this TikTok stuff? I mean, there there are some powerful players <laughs> out there that get a lot of FaceTime with lawmakers. It just makes you wonder sometimes who's really behind this push to get rid of TikTok. Those meetings wouldn't be on Capitol Hill. Oh, you're right. They'd be somewhere, <laughs> but they point. would be somewhere. On some, some island somewhere. Black <laughs> site somewhere that Zuckerberg owns an island. Right. But hey, I, listen, not for nothing, that's a good question. It did seem really sudden. It started, what, this summer maybe in earnest where you had some Republicans and it was a right, yeah. it was a, it was a right well, it of the aisle issue first. It initially started with Trump before the election. I remember him kind of throwing that out there. And I remember making the comment, oh, be careful before an election to, to say something about TikTok. You might lose some voters that you want to grab. <laughs> right. But like I remember even hearing it back then. But yes, then it really took Game a swing on the right. late last year. And it was primarily coming from the right. And then quickly you had a turn, like within a matter of weeks. Remember Governor Evers' first response was he was being pushed by lawmakers in our state saying, hey, yeah, and he said, you, you want to do look. this, you want to be banned in this. He's like, I, I don't know. We'll look at it. Right. You know. Government maybe. Yeah. And then quickly. He already said he did everything. Fix the damn roads. Right. He'd already done that. So. <laughs> no. And then very quickly in the state it went to, uh, yeah, actually we're going we're gonna to go ahead and do this. You saw the same thing mirrored nationally where it started on the right, but then you quickly had Democrats on board as well. And it seems that there, that that concern is shared across the aisle now at this point. I think it, it bears the question of what happened so fast, what changed, and where is that push coming from? The ability to share information so quickly. Hmm. And still, not for nothing, regardless of where it's based, I do think we ought to have great caution any time we talk about the government coming in and taking away from taking away the opportunity for the people to use a platform for free expression. Whether it's just dancing, whether you're selling greeting but, cards, but then go back to the whether other you thing. got COVID conspiracy theories, whatever. But you have free expression, but then you're also talking about health. Like there's reasons why there are regulations on cigarettes that you can only be a certain age because of health. You know, you got to be 18 to buy cigarettes. Well, there's clearly, clearly, I think everyone can agree there is health ramifications, mental health ramifications from these sites. So does a similar guideline have to be put in place? And this one on the old National Bank talking text line. Sean Went has never heard of TikTok. 827 <laughs> on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. See any bands you liked it coming to Summerfest? I know you got a story coming up here shortly. The 100-plus list of bands and acts coming to the big gig dropped this morning at 6 o'clock. Some of the uh, the old favorites are there. old favorites on there. The Teslas, the Sticks, the Lyle Lovitz, the Elvis Costellos, and some new ones, too. And some ones that have been... uh, Vance Joy's been... Vance Joy, I think, has been the Summerfest before. He's coming back. Cypress Hill. Big mix, right. There's some hip-hop. There's some oldies. There's some... Newies, people you haven't heard of before, mm-hmm. up-and-comers. So that list is available if you text the word uh, FEST to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. No Black Crows. I noticed that. I know. <laughs> That's the first place I looked. I looked. Well, because they came last year and I couldn't go. There are like four bands probably I would go see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It would probably be, what, like six, eight times for me. It's fine. I like what I like. Hey, I get it. Hey, you do you. Hey, man, you find a place you like, you keep going there. Shake your money maker.
8.36 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. Citizen hero stories in this segment of Wisconsin's Morning News. I, now, is this guy a hero, Eric, or did he just uh, step up and go a little above and beyond? Which one are we talking I'm about? Talking, I'm going to start with Southwest Airlines guy. I, I, I think above and beyond, but still heroic because I'm glad he was on the plane. So Southwest Airlines flight from Las Vegas bound for Columbus, right? The pilot yeah. becomes, the captain becomes so severely ill that he or she, and I didn't see if it was a man or a woman. Do but, we know if he had the fish? <laughs> right. The captain becomes so incapacitated due to illness that he or she can no longer operate the aircraft. It's literally the plot of airplane. <laughs> can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They go back to the plane. I don't know if, like, Elaine went back there and said, also, does anyone know how to fly a plane? <laughs> but they found somebody on board who also is a pilot. Is he an airline pilot? I think that sounded Yes, right. from a different airline. Different airline. Yes. But, and so may or may not fly the Boeing 737, right. which is what Southwest operates. But they... They get this guy in the cockpit, and they end up landing safely, and everybody's okay. No, no word on the pilot, and, and or or whether or not the <laughs> pilot ate the fish. So he was helping. I think he handled the radios for him. So he wasn't like necessarily grabbing the wheel, but he was okay. Up so there. they needed a. So he comes in, and he's the number two. Yeah, but still help me. I mean, there's a reason why you have more than one person in yeah, there. Yeah, right? other person in the cockpit takes care of things and whatever. So I wouldn't so say above and beyond, hero, but but he's above and beyond. Okay, yeah, but not necessarily heroic. A definite help, though. Okay, correct? good. But, but then, still right. Yeah, he gets, he gets guy. some wings. Then there's Manny Resto. And what did Manny do? Manny Resto is a former professional wrestler turned doorman. He's a security guard out of Tampa. And this guy thwarted a mass shooting. Manny Resto saved lives. He intercepted a deranged gunman wearing a devil mask who was trying to get into a strip club, a packed Tampa strip club, early Sunday morning. So over the weekend. This guy, he's intercepted Michael Rudman as he tried to force his way into the Mons Venus with a pistol uh, early Sunday. So, oh, the Mons Venus. It's, uh, yeah, you know one that of my place? favorites down there. Mm. <laughs> I saw him raise his hand, and he had a gun, Resto said during a press conference. I saw him pointed towards the door. I decided that it was not going to enter the club. I was not going to let that happen and let him hurt anybody. So he tackled the dude. And they, like, fought, and the guy pointed the gun at him, and they were going back and forth. He kept him from going in there where he was clearly looking to kill somebody. Manny stepped in, took him out, used fists. I often think about this. Like, we talk about it a lot. Like, are are you able to do the thing you need to do? Are you able, you know, there's there's a, a fine line between a person and a great person. Can you become that great person, you know, that great leader by stopping and thwarting this major event that could be catastrophic. Yeah, we're not all built like Manny, I assume. Like, I guess he's a little bit bigger than us. Guy's yeah. probably pretty tough and gave himself a chance. And the dude he was fighting was really big. But like, what? Right? What do you do? That changes the game a little bit. Do you think you could be effective in jumping in, or are you better calling nine one one or doing something else, throwing something in his way, whatever it has to be? But would you step up yeah. and at least tangle? Can you be that person, or do you just run and get the hell out of there? And you can't, you can't honestly tell me you know the answer to that question until you're standing there, right? I'm so worried. I'd like to think. <laughs> yeah, right. Me right? too. I want to believe. That's right. I'd go. I'd take them on. Lives are at stake, but who knows? Yeah. Who Ooh. knows? Out. I want to believe it, but oh my right. gosh. Right. like to think you'd do that, but who knows? 
So hat tip to Manny Resto. Thanks for saving lives over the weekend. What about school bus kid? Now this you said this I'm is I'm blown old. away by this. So but school, this is like making the rounds again. School bus kids. So occasionally viral videos will recirculate for whatever reason. Yeah, it gets caught in somebody some thread somewhere. Yeah. Right. It's been around for a while, but for whatever reason it didn't it's take off at the time. Back or, into the blood flow. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. It's re-injected. <laughs> so viral video now that's popping up again is 13-year-old kid on a school bus. And this is from like 2013, so it's 10 years old. 13-year-old kid on a school bus. He's sitting in the second row, driver's driving. Driver has a heart attack, head goes back, hands off the wheel, and you can kind of, it's all on video, and uh, you can tell that the, the bus is starting to taper, right? It's starting to lean one direction as far as getting into other lanes and whatnot, and 13-year-old looks up quickly, realizes something's wrong, and what does he do? He runs and grabs the wheel and helps put the, the bus to a no. stop. Meanwhile, and then he starts doing chest compressions on bus driver. And then he lets kids off the bus no, as he's hang doing on, all of this. Stop. Which where does the truth end? <laughs> he's not Batman, okay. nor is he Kramer. Right. No, but he was doing the chest compressions. Really? And he grabbed the wheel because obviously the bus was out of control. Thirteen. The, yes. Thirteen year old kid. Let me tell you something. I'm teaching my fifteen, soon to be sixteen year old twins to drive oh, right yeah. now. They got their learner's permits. Here we go. You know, my daughter's gonna be okay, the boy. He may never learn to drive. <laughs> Just tell you that. No, it's early. It's early yet. Got to give I it a couple bad. of goes. I, sh- I shouldn't crack on him, but I'm just but, saying there's a question in my mind as to whether or not he will ever learn to drive. He's right. Here's a 13-year-old hops in the wheel of a, of a school bus <laughs> and takes control. Very few 15-year-olds get behind that wheel and can rock it the first time out. Doesn't I'm not asking for a rocket. Just... Show some aptitude, some possibility <laughs> for growth here. The other one, you know, like, okay, didn't look here, didn't check there. Sure. Okay. Yeah, we but got, figuring we got it things out. to learn. Yeah. We got whatever, but sort of seeing gradual improvement. The boy, <laughs> we were out for a half hour the other day. Oh, we're on boy. the street. I took him back to the parking lot. I'm like, we're just working on turning <laughs> at all. You'll get there, I promise. They had their first, like, behind the wheel yesterday, though, and he got a good report. They sent out a See? little report. There you go. Maybe it's maybe it's me. Just kick him out of the nest. The kids would both rather, all three of my kids actually have said they'd rather drive with me than mom. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I can You know what? Susan Kim nailed this about me. She said you oversweat the small stuff. The big stuff, you're calm. <laughs> That's about Does that right. Sound about right. Yes, a hundred percent. Susan's analogy always was <laughs> like we had this live shot that was like it was it was not happening. We were anchoring the whole show. From Lambeau Field, our noon show on the Packers. It was the league opener. Okay. It was the year after we won the Super ah, Bowl. So Thursday so night. The 2011 Thursday night opener. And Susan and I had been there all morning. The Today Show was at Lambeau Field because it was going to be on NBC. Yep. And we were going to anchor our whole noon show from there as well. And it's minutes away. And, like, we've got nothing. Like, the camera feed is not. There was actually no camera actually on the platform where we were. And she's freaking out, and she's calling back, and she's, like, trying to whatever. And I'm like, it'll be cool, or it won't be. Like, there's nothing I can do here. So, so totally calm. So while everyone else is scrambling, you're like, oh, well, not my problem. No, not like. I'll, I'll just read the there nobody. There was nothing I could do to uh, help. We are here at Lambo. Vince, there's no camera. No, I, hey, I read at 12.01. She just we are here at Lambo Field. <laughs> I didn't lose my mind over it, whereas she will say, if I have a broken pencil on the desk, 
What's with this place? Pencils are broken. I can't believe the pencil is broken. Why are all these pencils broken? Yeah, that sounds exactly like you. Oh, fantastic. So that's, I guess, the broken pencil theory, but why the kids probably prefer to ride with me, because I just, I'm chill. Very like, calm. Don't mind. Pretty much. Don't mind the giant bus coming at you. Put it in reverse. Yeah, let's uh, let's get it back on. Uh, we're a little bit close here. Guy, yesterday we're driving through Little Greendale, okay? On the Greendale, we're not on like 27th Street. We're not on Grange. We're like in the little neighborhood, sure. right? Guy on a motorcycle passes us over the double yellow. I know the boy's going 20 and a 25, but like we're right by the school. You can clearly <laughs> see. Seems like, unnecessary. Ringing in. Like, nice okay, job, we heard you. Well Good. done. We'll see you nice over there. Job. 845 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple of things I want to sneak in here quickly for you. One is uh, a utility item if you are going to be flying out of Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport, as a lot of folks are going to be in the next couple of weeks. In fact, the airport declaring this weekend the peak for spring break travel. The busiest day is going to be this Saturday when we have more than two dozen flights heading to places like Florida, Arizona, Mexico, the Caribbean. Southwest has a lot of flights to those places, along with Spirit, Sun Country, Apple and FunJet. Uh, so it's going to be very busy, and Saturday will be the busiest day with more than 12,000 passengers departing from MKE. Wow, in a single day, that's Harold Mester with MKE. So a lot of folks have spring break coming up. You're gone starting tomorrow, righty? You guys yes, are sir. off to somewhere? Heading south. Okay. Are you a drive your car to the airport and park? Uh, it depends. Uh, we've done it both ways. We have uh, family and friends that will help us, too, sometimes. I also Uber. I'm a big fan of just boot at yep. the door. All right, let's go. All right, see you later. Thanks. A lot of folks still drive their cars out, especially if you're bringing the whole family and you got all this luggage and all this other stuff. Sure. And an important Service warning. Lots are nice. Yeah, important warning for the air from the airport is it's possible that parking ramp they have out there and perhaps even the surface lots could be full. I think we ran into this last year or the year before, something like that. But there was a time where MKE is posting like we have no spots. <laughs> oh man. Like, maybe one guy's out, one guy's in, right? But in, in large part, we have no spots. So if you've got travel coming up and you're intent to bring your car, your minivan, whatever it is, and park there on one of the outlots at the airport or in the ramp, they're suggesting you get the uh, parking app. What is that? The uh, Oh, just the right standard here. one, the Milwaukee one? Yeah, the Milwaukee parking app. I had that right here. Ah, it's Park MKE Park or something MKE, like that. That's yeah. what it is. Park MKE app, and you can reserve a spot. In the parking Not lot. Not Or at one of the lots. So either a car is parked there or it's driving down toward the Gulf Shores or toward Florida. Because that's what everyone from Wisconsin seems to do during spring break. Yes. The number of people I've seen from Wisconsin all the way down in years past. Uh, that's the other thing, right? If, you, if you're on vacation and you think you're not going to know anybody... <laughs> You're going to know somebody. It's amazing. We'll find somebody from it is Wisconsin. A, like, we'll literally come up to from you. your school district. You're like, what? <laughs> right. What are you doing down here? We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Okay, so there's that. Also, just want to put this on your radar for today. We are expecting the Milwaukee Public Museum to make another announcement about one of its permanent galleries that are going to be part of the new $240 million museum, which opens in 2026. So the museum is slow rolling out the now permanent galleries, as they call them, things that will always be there in the museum that will become your new old favorites over the years, they hope. 
Five of those galleries will uh, be there. We got the first one is called Time Travel, and that's like dinosaurs and stuff. And they had this big thing the other day where they brought in the uh, exhibit designers and other folks from the museum to talk about what they were trying to do in that space. You actually got some looks at what some of the exhibits are going to look like within there. So we have another one of those today. What they're rolling out is the reveal for the Wisconsin Journey. And MPM has told us Wisconsin Journey Gallery is an entire exhibit floor focused on the geological wonders and strong and varied cultures of Wisconsin. From the Driftless region to the Northwoods, the Apostle Islands, the Great Lakes, and Wisconsin's vast prairie lands. So that's going on, what, 9 o'clock start, right, Mm -hmm. Yeah, real quick here. So pretty soon we'll learn a lot more about that next gallery, the one that everybody's got their minds on, Milwaukee Revealed. So this would be, for the folks who are concerned about the streets of old Milwaukee, the immersive landscape, cityscape that we expect to be part of the Milwaukee Revealed exhibit. That's coming up on April 14th. So we'll learn a lot more about that. Today is Wisconsin Journey. That's happening at 9 o'clock this morning. 853 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 856 on Wisconsin's Morning News. You ever a piece of cake or like a, it claims to be a brownie where it's like real light and airy? Just kind of foamy almost, not much in it. Like a sponge? Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. It's just too light. You know, you're like, there's, there's not enough in here. Today's show, the 8 o'clock hour, was the opposite of that. We were like a pound cake consistency. <laughs> just thick. full, yes. dense, Steve. Mm-hmm. What was it filled with? What was the uh, meats? Important information. Yeah, okay. Various things. I have to go to the podcast page. Yeah. I actually I'll have to go look that up. I do want to pass it. this along. Our guy uh, from ABC News, Aaron Katursky, you've heard him on our show and uh, in the afternoon as well, posting this to Twitter just moments ago. The grand jury hearing evidence of former President Trump's role in accounting for hush money he paid to porn actress Stormy Daniels will not meet about the case for the remainder of the week. Sources familiar with the matter told ABC News, confirming. So what that seems to suggest is if there is an indictment forthcoming for the former president, it won't be, not only was it not Tuesday, it won't be this week. Is there a possibility that maybe, just maybe, that there's a hold on this while some of the other issues swirling around the president may take precedence of the bigger cases, documents, Mar-a-Lago, it's interesting. interference? It's not su- it's not supposed to, right? The wheels of justice no. turn independent in New York of what's happening in Florida, of what's why, happening in Georgia. Why do you think like, they would wait? Well, well I mean, Department of Justice has a lot of power, right? Sure. Overseeing. So DOJ would say, hey, Manhattan County DA. Pump the brakes. We, we have some other <laughs> Can things. Can you give us a minute? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, have the, I have the growing sense that something big is going to happen on this front, and it may not necessarily be in Manhattan. That's just my take. Well, and there's a lot going on there as far as what's going on with those documents. A lot of news that's been popping the last couple of days about what now some of his lawyers are going to have to testify on and what the DOJ believes the the lawyers of the former presidents were misled into believing. Dude, when your own lawyers turn on you, you're in trouble. (laughs) What's left? Your lawyer's supposed to be Just the the man himself. Defending you. I like to remind my conservative friends that just because you don't want to talk about it doesn't mean the story goes away. That's a popular theme amongst some of my Republican and conservative friends lately, and that's not how real life works. But it could go away. It might. I mean, you could just move on other candidates someday. Yeah. Well, apparently they're not doing it because the trend is going the opposite. It looks more and more like Biden-Trump 2.0. 
And what that does for America, who knows? Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.